It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, Michael Gray here for the Detroit Lions podcast with a vibe check, a cat fight, and maybe, just maybe, proof that the third time's the charm, plus a couple other odds and ends. Let's get to it. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. First and foremost, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. That is how we get to do what we do. And there's a lot more DLP coming up. More on that in a little bit. But please, it is the uh, the thumbs and the shares and all of the things with the socials and the medias uh, that enable us to do what we do. As you may have known, uh, if you follow me on any social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those places, I was traveling over the last week. Been a little scarce, but I was in Michigan back for a bit of a vibe check with Lions fans. It's kind of neat every now and again to unplug from social media and actually interact with real-life human beings who are not always represented in their best form in places like Twitter. Uh, and the vibes, they're strong. If the Lions were giving a State of the Union, um, it would be pretty gonzo right now. It was really neat uh, to talk to people and get a sense from where Lions fans' heads are really at right there in Michigan. And uh, needless to say, if you're watching this in Michigan, you already know, uh, but if you're a Lions fan around the globe, man, people are stoked. Uh, it didn't hurt that I got to drink my weight in West Michigan beer, um, as is evidenced by the numbers on my scale. I've got some time to spend at the gym. Um, but a, a great time all in all. Really, really cool to talk to all of those fans, to see how excited everybody is. And over and over and over again, I heard from people, if... By hook or by crook, the Lions screw around and beat the Kansas City Chiefs in week one. It's going to be nutso. Over and over again, people are like, man, if they just get KC, this place could go bonkers. Had a great time. Thank you to everybody that I got a chance to visit with and uh, all the good times. I'm not going to lie. Made me a little homesick. Really, really excited to see where the fans are at as the season gets closer. Speaking of getting closer to the season, preseason week number two and a good old-fashioned catfight. Lions, Jaguars uh, coming up for week number two. This following another set of inner squad practices, which your head coach, Dan Campbell, has been on the record as being a big, big fan of. Teams go into these, at, at least some of them. Some of them cut them off halfway through if they're on hard knocks. But uh, Dan Campbell's a very, very big proponent of this. And as the preseason gets shorter by a week 
and the time you've got in the preseason training camp period gets ever shorter by league contract, these inter-squad practices become really, really important. And they're, it's an interesting mix to see these two teams, when they go from a couple of days, gain some familiarity, then go out on the field and actually complete in a game setting, which is what I'll call preseason football, considering the starting lineup from preseason week number one and the fact that it wasn't, it, it was, it was no, it was nobody. Everybody whose name or jersey you own was on the sideline in regular street clothes. So it's not exactly football, but it's very much like it. And as these two teams, both of them on the rise, take the field, they're getting some national run. The Jaguars are a team, much like the Lions, that is coming up, seems to be built right, and people have some pretty high expectations for within the division. And so we've got ourselves a pretty fun matchup. Having said that, Three things I'm looking for. Jack Campbell. Uh, the guys at Pro Football Focus must uh, have a, a permanent cognitive dissonance headache. After leading the charge for the fact that you cannot, under any circumstances, draft an off-ball linebacker in the first round, what are you doing? You're setting your team back a millennia. I had to come out after preseason week number one and assign grades to all of the defensive rookies in the league that played snaps and who was Number one, Jack Campbell. Uh, and he flashed. You don't have to know a ton about football and you don't have to be one of the advanced metric nerds to know that he played his ass off. Sideline to sideline speed, check. Being able to shed blocks, read and dissect plays, check. Power to finish a linebacker size linebacker, check. And I'll be watching him to see if he can do it two weeks in a row because it was pretty exciting to see him out there flying around. Number two, O-line depth. It's terrible, but it's terrible league-wide. I think too much has been made of this with regards to the Lions, who have a solid six. If you throw in Vitae, Glasgow, slash pick the order, uh, whoever's getting first-team, second-team snaps today, uh, they've got six starters. They need another couple of guys to come along in the pipeline and – that's every NFL team. Uh, nobody has the ability to replace their starting five on the offensive line. And I think there has been a narrative growing about the offensive line. that's like, well, what if they all get injured? Well, if every starter at any position group gets injured, your team's in trouble. And that's not just true of the offensive line. If every linebacker you have starting gets hurt, you got problems. If all of your corners are hurt, you got problems. And uh, the offensive line is no different. League-wide, there's a shortage of offensive linemen. Nobody's got the kind of offensive line depth that they like. The Lions are no different. So getting those guys some reps and getting them out there to try to find out if you can get any of them better is a, a worthwhile cause. And uh, so I'll be looking for any of those guys to get in there and mix it up. Maybe there's a guy or two that can be developed. Somebody that could come in a little later in the season in the worst case scenario and maybe provide the Lions a little something. They need a couple of those guys to step up. And for me, if, if any of them could be named Sorsdahl, that would be super. And then the other thing that I'll be looking for is Brian Dam Branch. You talk about a player to be excited about. This kid, man, flying around out there flashing in practices, flashing in training sessions, showing up in week one of the preseason, gets another chance to go out there and ball out in week number two. And if you didn't see the alternate broadcast for the Lions preseason week number one with Peter Schrager of the NFL Network, 
The eyes on Brad Holmes gave him away when it came time to talk about Branch. This is an exciting young player that the Lions are very excited about, and it's going to be very difficult to keep him off the field, despite the fact that he's a rookie. Know that everybody, myself included, expected him to have something of a red shirt year, maybe some sub-package time, uh, but mostly a chance to learn from Gardner Johnson at the position, and nobody told him. He didn't get that memo. Nobody copied him on that email because my man is out there making a case to be on the field. If you're going to put your best starting five in that secondary, Branch would like a word. And that is super exciting. It was fun to watch him in week one. I am looking forward to seeing him in week two. And now, maybe some proof that the third time's the charm. I'm talking about backup quarterbacks whose last name starts with B. It's, it's a bit of a reach here, but I'm, I'm looking for a segue. Uh, Blau, no. Boyle, no. Bridgewater, yes. This is a good thing uh, in Detroit. And you saw it right away, literally within days of Teddy Bridgewater's arrival. He's embracing a mentor role that is going to be incredibly important. He came in and within a day of being in Detroit already had some pretty strong ideas about how to help Jamison Williams with some things that he immediately saw needed to be worked on. Now, I am not going to get into opining on the fact that Jamison Williams obviously has things he needs to work on. I am also not going to get into the fact that Jamison Williams is now out of the preseason until week six of the regular season. And if you would like to know why I'm not going to get into any of that, I covered that in some detail in last week's video. And uh, the last couple of days have only validated my stance on Jamison Williams. Nonetheless, Teddy Bridgewater fills an incredibly important role in that Lions locker room. And in fact, Jamison Williams is is absence might actually underline that even more. Because now somebody's going to have to step up from that wide receiver room. Is it Drummond? Is it Coda? Is it Alexander? Is it Green? Who's it going to be? Uh, whoever it is, is going to need some extra time and is going to need a lot of hands-on help to make that transition into the league in a rookie year on a team that's supposed to contend. Jared Goff is a starting quarterback for your Detroit Lions. He doesn't have time to hold hands. Teddy Bridgewater does have that time, and he has that latitude from the coaching staff. Now, maybe I missed it. Somebody may have brought this up, but I didn't see anybody in Detroit objecting to the fact that my man walked into the room and immediately started telling people what's what. Here's what I'm going to do with Jamison Williams. Here's what I can bring to the backup quarterback role. Here's what I understand about the league. Nobody in the coaching staff said, boo, this guy is here for a reason. They know it. He knows it. And he wasted no time getting into that mode. This guy is a true player coach. He has the trust of Dan Campbell. He's got the experience and the bona fides to immediately garner respect in the locker room. And most importantly, he seems pretty motivated. He seems like a guy who is embracing the role and the opportunity to be a part of something that is increasingly special in Detroit. There's also the not-so-small fact that he can sit on Jared Goff's level. This is a guy that is going to be a good sounding post for the starting quarterback. He's a guy that Jared Goff can work with. He's got enough experience, more even than Jared, 
to go in there and help him every week of the season. So he can develop the young guys. He can work with the wide receivers. He can work with the coaches in developing game plans. And perhaps most importantly, he's better than Nate Sudfeld, which if he needs to get on the field, seems pretty important. Pretty tough to get through 17 weeks with your starting quarterback upright for every game. And oh yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that can actually play football, aside from all of the stuff uh, about the rookies and helping out. Um, there are all of the boxes being checked by this guy. So perhaps the third time's a charm, and the Lions have finally found a backup quarterback whose name starts with B that isn't going to make everybody swear every time he's on the field and actually is going to help this team develop the talent that it needs to make it through and to find the success that everybody seems to think they're destined for. Speaking of what this team is destined for, this week's addition to the enemies list is the rookie wall. Boo to the rookie wall. Uh, Why? Because the Lions, despite their depth and everything they did in free agency, are going to be relying on rookies this year if they're going to achieve everything that people think is possible. Certainly, if they're going to win the NFC North, they are going to need their rookies to come through. Talked about Branch and Campbell flashing in week one. There's the not-so-small matter of Jameer Gibbs, all of those wide receivers that I talked about, getting some tutelage and some time and some knowledge from Teddy Bridgewater. There are going to have to be big contributions from rookies if the Lions are going to get there. And the rookie wall is a real thing. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to work with enough NFL veterans and enough people inside of different NFL organizations to know that the NFL rookie wall is not a myth. It's a grind of a season. None of these guys have done anything like this to this point, no matter where they went to college. The level of competition week to week is one thing. The length of the season is one thing. The amount of mental preparation that goes into this is one thing. And then there's the not so small matter of what all of these guys had to do to get to this point, to become a draft pick, to work their way through the UDFA route, whatever the case that got them on a roster, they haven't been training for football the way they will from now until the end of their career. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson has talked about this. Panay Sewell has talked about this. That first offseason between your rookie year and your second year, you're training for football. When you come into the league as a rookie, you trained for the combine. And while it may be counterintuitive, it's all the same. It's not. It's not all the same. And all of those offseason training regimens are not made equal. So these rookies are going to have to be monitored and developed by this coaching staff that has a proven track record of being able to develop players. It's going to be up to those veterans and all that extra depth and the leadership in the locker room to make sure that these guys are taking care of their bodies and that they're telling the truth, that they let the coaches know where they're at, that they're not fearing for their spot, that they're making sure that they're giving the team the best chance to win each and every time they're on the field. That rookie wall will be an enemy of the Lions this year. I'm adding it to the list, but with full faith that the brain trust in Allen Park is going to take care of that thing and make sure that all of these guys are ready and willing to go throughout the season, including in those late games that are always so clutch for any team hoping to get to the postseason. And that is going to do it for me this time around. Looking forward to that Jags game in week number two. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, Throw your comments below. I do read them all, even the mean ones. And uh, you're definitely going to want to make sure you're you're subscribed. I almost said described. Subscribed. You don't describe to the 
That doesn't even make any sense. You can tell it's the end of the video. I'm starting to get slappy. Uh, no, make sure you subscribe to the channel and share it. A ton of new people coming on board for the DLP as we get closer to the regular season. The world's saltiest Canadian, Ash Thompson, has already been hitting you with the daily DLP. If you're missing out on those, don't. Uh, make sure you get subscribed so you get hit with that each and every day as he drops that new content. There's even rumors he and I are going to do a little Can-Am connection thing. We may be doing uh, what my daughter would call a collab. And uh, and she would cringe if she knew I was quoting her in this video. But uh, yeah, we're going to be working together. We're going to be doing things by going out at the DLP. So please make sure you subscribe to the channel. And I'll see you next time. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lines on three. One, two, three. Yes. <laughs>